This episode of Dear Anxiety is brought to you by the Better Sleep for Kids Summit. Here, 18 sleep experts share tools to help kids quiet their racing thoughts, choose sleep over screen time, and calm their nighttime fears and anxieties. Better sleep for them means better sleep for you. For a limited time, register for free at bettersleepforkids.com. All right, right, here we go. Well, let me just say that when the subject of sleep deprivation was brought up, I was actually asleep, so I didn't hear it. And you're listening to Dear Anxiety, and this is the show about how we relate to our thoughts and feelings, how we relate to our mental health, our mental well-being, our emotional fitness, if you will. If you won't, that's fine. My name is Ed Krasnick. I'm your co-host. We're going to take you through this very special episode of Dare Anxiety. We want you to wake up. Rini Jane is my partner. She's going to be here in just a second. Sleep deprivation. When you hear those words together, what does it mean to you? And are you awake enough to even hear what that might be? It affects a lot of us. It affects 35% of all Americans. Is that true? We'll find out. We're going to find out a lot about sleep deprivation, how it relates to mental health and mental well-being, right here on Dear Anxiety with Ed Krasnick and my partner, who is pretty amazing, actually. She has a company called GoZen.com that teaches resilient skills to kids, parents, schools, all kinds of mental health uh, professionals all over the world, GoZen.com. And she has studied applied positive psychology, the science, I would say the science of happiness, science of well-being at the University of Pennsylvania with the father of applied positive psychology, Dr. Martin Seligman. But you know him as Marty, don't you, Rini? I do know him as Marty. Hi, Marty. I know you listen every week. (laughs) (laughs) Marty, you listen every week. And, you know, Marty rhymes with party. I don't know if you know that. Oh, I do uh, know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, You know, there are a lot of Martys in my life, actually. My father-in-law is Marty. I believe his father was Marty. And then there's, of course, Marty Seligman. And I might once in a while call you Marty, Ed. Well, you can call me Marty because... uh, (laughs) Because you like a good party? I like a good party. Party Marty is what they called me in college. And I and I also do a lot of Martinizing with my dry cleaning. So this is an, <laughs> it's an interesting, interesting combination of, of things here. But we're not talking about Martinizing today. We're talking about sleep deprivation. And Rini, you wanted to bring this up. And I know it's personal for you. And I know it's also personal for me. So what is happening with sleep deprivation in this culture, in this society? And why is it so common now? You know what? I just want to say something personal about myself. So I was a gifted sleeper growing up, even though I was anxious. I did have this gift of sleep where I could literally fall asleep anywhere and just I would be out like a rock. You could be doing anything around me. You could be having a party around me and I would just be sleeping. But, you know, since I've had my kids the last six and a half, seven years or so, I haven't really slept properly through the night. I'm thinking there's a correlation. I don't know. The there's other, a lot of blame going on. There is no, a lot I'm of blame. Kidding. There is I'm a lot kidding. of Okay, okay. Uh, But my my five and my six-year-old do not listen to this podcast, so I'm going to take the liberty of talking about them right now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So the other day, my daughter calls me into her room. She had a bad dream. I'm like, okay. So I go and I lie next to her, and it's uh, maybe like 1.30 in the morning. I mean, I want to sleep, right? I'm like in deep sleep. Then she wakes me up, and this is, I'm going to say 
initially kind of embarrassing, but then not embarrassed, right? So she says to me, mommy, you're snoring and wake up because you're waking me up. And I'm like, what? You know, I'm a lot of things, but I don't snore or no one's ever told me that I have before. So then, so then I can't fall back asleep. And then I realized the cutest thing. She's actually snoring and waking herself up. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. It was so cute. You know, most people wouldn't call snoring cute, but I found it so adorable. Of course, I woke up the next day completely sleep deprived and hence the inspiration for this show. <laughs> and well, here we are. See, that's and that's how we peel back the layers and we're not afraid to show you the behind the scenes of where these things come from. They come from our lives. We really experience them. And your daughter is going to get a, a residual from this show. That's right. Residual from the show. So, Ed, let's be honest. How many hours do you sleep a night on average? Five. Whoa. Five to to six. Okay. So you are in the 35% of Americans that don't get the recommended seven hours of sleep each night. Yes. I am sound asleep. I could walk onto the set of The Walking Dead and no one would bat an eye. Um, I, no one would even look because I would blend right in because I am for all intents and purposes, a, a zombie a lot of the time. Now, why is that? Well, there's, there's very personal reasons for that with me. It's not that I'm not a good sleeper. It's that I have a lot of stress and I don't, I may not manage it that well. And also I don't know how people, you know, like what you're, what you, how you spend the nighttime hours. But for me, even as a kid, I like to stay up late. It was the time when I could relax. It was the time when I, and it still is that way. When I can be by myself, it is my time. I'm a and, total morning person, actually. Okay. I love to get up early and I love to go to sleep early, which doesn't always happen. But yeah, so my, like my most creative, inspired, favorite time of day is the morning. Yeah. And now I love the morning and I love getting up early in the morning. My problem is that I don't, I don't feel rested because I am my, my biorhythm or however I am, it's like from 11, like from 10 o'clock at night to like one or 10 to 1230. That's my time. And it always has been even when I was a kid. And so if I can't relax, you're up till one in the morning, sometimes. Oh my goodness. So if I can't relax, like during the, like that's the time that I can sort of unwind. But what I learned about myself too, is I'm not a night worker. Like I used to do, you know, I did stand up at night. So I would do three shows on a weekend and we'd be starting the second show about 1030 and we'd be starting the third show after 1130. And I was up somehow. But I don't know how. Second wind, adrenaline. Yeah, so we have some pretty shocking statistics, right? So 35% of Americans, I think it's higher than that. This is the stat we're going to read. Don't get the recommended amount of sleep each night. Americans get on average uh, six, six and a half hours or so of sleep a night. And interestingly, in 1910... Ed, I know you weren't around then, so don't even no, make I was. the joke. I was here. I was here. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were sleeping back then nine hours a night. Yes. Yes. So the average person back then was sleeping nine hours a night. Well, it's, yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. here is the ultimate shocking statistic, because there are lots of shocking, horrible statistics about sleep deprivation costing us billions of dollars. I think it's $411 billion annually, at least in the U.S. And globally, obviously, this is an issue. But 97% of teenagers get less than the recommended amount of sleep. 97%. Yeah, that's horrifying. And what is the recommended amount of sleep for a teenager? 
You know, it is really interesting because you would think as you get a little bit older, you get into that age bracket that you would need a little bit less sleep, but it's not true. You know, the recommended requirement. Now, this is the thing about teenagers, though. Teenagers have this rap of they just lay around and they sleep all the time and they're lazy and they don't want to do anything. This is the stereotype of teenagers. Turns out teenagers need a lot more sleep. They need 8 to 10 hours of sleep on average from ages 14 to 17. Yes, they're not being lazy. Their brain is developing and they actually need sleep for that to happen. Right. So how do you you like that? It's really important that this is a matter of not just habits, but also systems that we live in, right? So I don't know if you heard this, Ed, but in the state of California, they are mandating that high schools don't start earlier than 8.30, right? Because the teenage brain, they need more sleep. And when they're when they have to wake up to be somewhere at seven and they're sleeping later because their brains, you know, are and their bodies and their biology is changing and they sleep later, they don't get enough sleep. So it's both a matter of habits and it's a matter of systems supporting those habits. I think it's super important. But, you know, let's talk about sleep deprivation because it's so hard when you don't get sleep. In fact, there was a story that I read, and I don't know if, Ed, if you want to read it, about this 17-year-old, and it was just kind of heartbreaking. It's just a little excerpt of her story. Yeah. Carolyn Walworth, 17 years old, often reaches a breaking point around 11 p.m. when she collapses in tears. For 10 minutes or so, she just sits at her desk and cries overwhelmed by unrelenting school demands. She's desperately tired and longs for sleep, but she knows she must move through it because more assignments in physics, calculus, or French await her. She finally crawls into bed around midnight or 12.30 a.m. Now, the next morning, she fights to stay awake in her first period U.S. history class, which begins at 8.15. She's unable to focus on what's being taught, and her mind drifts. You feel tired and exhausted, but you think you just need to get through the day so you can go home and sleep, said the Palo Alto, California teen. But that night, she will have to try to catch up on what she missed in class, and the cycle begins again. It's an insane system. The whole essence of learning is lost. This is what Carolyn says and relates. Oh my goodness, 17 years old and so insightful. The whole essence of learning is lost. We have all been there when we are completely exhausted, yet we need to be on point at a meeting or wherever, whatever we're doing during the day. And it's really hard because your brain gets foggy and you get edgy and all of your resources that you have to self-regulate and keep patient and think clearly and make decisions. Those are all, they have fog over them. They have a layer of dust on top of them. And so it's really, really difficult. And then it's a vicious cycle of sleep deprivation. Well, I'm sleep deprived, but I still need to do more stuff and I'm getting behind on that. And so we see where the anxiety creeps in. So what yeah. do we do? What do we do? This is this is the question because, and Carolyn, thanks for that story. I'm sorry that you're going through that. But like she says, it is a cycle. You get into a cycle and the cycle is not one of health. The cycle is one of, you know, of sleep deprivation. And, and, and you can't be clear. You're not clear mentally. You're not clear physically. And you're walking around with this deficit. So what can we do? What can it's, we do? It's really tough. You know, at the Stanford Sleep Disorders Clinic, there is a doctor there, William Dement, and he says the high school is the real danger spot right, for sleep deprivation. It's a huge problem. And what it means is that nobody performs at the level where they could perform. 
And now there's the advent of technology and all of this is colliding with our biology or the biology of a growing child. And it's just creating a big mess. And really, there's a ripple effect in the family. Is there not? Your child's not sleeping. So then you're not sleeping. You're not sleeping. They're not sleeping. Everyone's not sleeping. Everyone's on edge. And so it's just really a problem. And there have been I'm sure you can guess what the research study shows, you know, when you don't sleep enough, poor grades, poor concentration, and a lot of health issues. And really, we see it in in our work at Gozen with a lot of kids being in the cycle of anxiety and sleep deprivation, right? So the sleep deprivation is causing anxiety, the anxiety is causing sleep deprivation, and it feels like you can't get out of this loop. So we're here to give you hope, right? As we both talk about how we didn't get enough sleep. We're here to give you hope. Yes, we're giving you hope from a sleepless place. But we are <laughs> but we are giving you hope nonetheless. This is this is the thing. I mean, from a kid like you'd speak about it from a teen perspective, these kids are growing up, or from even worse, a child's perspective. But from a parent's perspective, we almost accept that sleep deprivation is a part of parenting. Well, to a point, the thing is it really affects your parenting. And you know, you'll see that with my documentary that's coming out called Hell If I'm Asleep, exclamation point, you'll see that it's really hard to be present for your kids if you're not, if you're, if you're not, if you're not rested in some aspect. Yeah, absolutely. I felt it. I think this was a few months ago when I was going through a period where I was having some sleep issues. You know, there was a week or so where I wasn't sleeping well. And I remember I was about to say to one of my kids, well, I'm, you know, they said, do you want to play this game? And I was going to say, well, I'm feeling really tired. And before I said it, my son said, oh, you're not going to play because you're tired. And I knew it right then. Whoa, I am creating a culture in this household, at least for that period of time of exhaustion. They could see it. They could feel it. It affected everything we did together. I was definitely edgier. You know, no one wants to be sleep deprived. But what do we do? What are the things that we can do when we are in the situation? So I want to talk about two things. One is what can we do to prevent it, of course. And then what can we do when prevention didn't work and we just end up sleep deprived? Yes. So how do we approach this? What is the what is the how can we give people a, a almost a sleep a sleep inspiration kit? <laughs> I love that. You know, I think it is extremely important that we start with the basics and that there's an understanding in the family that sleep is really, really, really important and that we don't undervalue it and that our kids see that we're giving up things and putting things away in order to get more sleep, that we're making important it important in the household. And I think even if that means getting rid of a few other rules, honestly, because our kids, they have a lot of them, right? There are a lot of different pieces of red tape they have to walk around in their life at school and at home. So maybe we can nix a few of the rules, but not the sleep rules and say, listen, we're going to make some changes in this house, right? We're going to start a five minute a night sleep ritual because sleep is so important to this family. And that in that five minutes, we're doing some meditation. Maybe we're doing some mindfulness, maybe doing some breathing. Maybe we're doing some tapping in that five minutes. And I know that, you know, it sounds like you can't do all of this in five minutes, but you really can five to 10 minutes, 10 minutes max. We are going to 
practice some meditation and then you know what we're going to do? We're going to turn the lights down in the house because the house is going to go to sleep too. And then we're going to create a sleep bubble. So all of these things that I'm talking about are just rituals basically that we're setting into a place for our family. And what the sleep bubble is, is nothing goes into this bubble that you're creating in your bedroom, most likely. Most likely people are sleeping in a bedroom. Nothing goes in there that is going to disturb the sleep. So there's no technology in there. There's no loud music in there. There's nothing that is going to invade the sleep. And so I guess what I'm saying is, is that the first step is to make sleep important in the house. You know, I we get a lot of parents saying, well, my kids are so worried about getting sleep that that causes them stress and anxiety. Mm. Oh my goodness, I'm not going to get enough sleep. I'm not going to get enough sleep. I'm not going to get enough sleep. So we don't want to make it this goal you're trying to reach where you're getting your hand slapped or you're getting a grade on it, we want to make it an aspiration for the whole family. Like This is an important thing to our family. This is one mm. of our family values. Maybe you put it on your family manifesto. If you don't have a family manifesto, maybe you make one. <laughs> mm -hmm. One of the important things on your manifesto is we all try our very best to do what we can to get a good night's sleep. Hmm. Okay, so it's in the it's in the consciousness. You're actually planning for it. It's not again. All the things that we think happen by osmosis are actually things that you have to be conscious of. And you know, I feel like if I were having a news broadcast, that would be the first thing I would say every night would be all of the things that we think are automatic are actually conscious choices in our world today. Maybe it didn't used to be that way. Maybe it wasn't that way in 1910. It is that way now. Otherwise, it doesn't happen. So we have to look at the whys always, because when we are just looking at the behavior, the behavior is often a symptom of what's going on underneath. It's, there's always an iceberg. So if your child, no matter what age, is not getting enough sleep, we just have to be detectives and figure out what is going on. For a lot of teens, like we heard that story about Carolyn earlier, they have scheduling issues. So whether we call them overscheduled for whatever reason, they just might have too much going on. And there might be good intention behind that. So I am not an advocate where I say, listen, don't do any other extra activities after school. So I don't think the issue is black and white. I think there are a lot of activities that kids do that enrich their lives, like sports, like learning to play a musical instrument. You know, a lot of these enrichment activities actually do enrich. There's a reason they call them enrichment. But I would say that we need to take a very close look at why we're doing those activities and are they necessary? Because if your child is not getting enough sleep, it affects every domain of their life and yours. And it's super, super, super important that we look at the why. You know, making space in your life for different things that are other than making space in your life, which I'm going to say for your health, emotional health, mental health, physical health, there needs to be a space made, which means you have to say no to something else. So, and, and trust that it's okay and that it will come around again or that you'll find a place for it. But part of that is actually prioritizing. It's actually saying, yes, I need sleep. Yes, I need to be aware of my thoughts and feelings. Yes, I need to make choices about how I relate to my thoughts and feelings. Yes, I need to practice relaxation or meditation or just like I need exercise. This is another kind of exercise. And it's important. It's every day. 
and to figure out when it when it works for you. So here's your sleep inspiration kit. Okay, so let's say that yeah, and I think what you're saying, Rini, is 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 really important, which is if it's not happening, you need to ask why. And if you are prioritizing a certain thing over sleep, you need to ask why and and come up with you know what what the real answer is. So let's say that I'm a teenager and I have to how much sleep do I really need a, a night? Do I really need 8 hours of sleep a night? 8 to 10 hours of sleep a night. So Absolutely. so 8 is the minimum. You're actually telling me that it has to be at least 8. Yes, and you know, I know that a lot of parents as a parent myself might say, "Well, you know, I never really needed that much sleep or maybe it's just in the genes that they don't need that much sleep." So I will say that I'm not saying this from me that the research shows no, actually that's not true. They actually do need 8 to 10 hours of sleep. You know, maybe someone's on the on the lower end of that and maybe someone's on the higher end of that or go over that, but that is the average amount of sleep that a teenage brain needs. So you're saying to me that I need to go to bed really by around somewhere in the in the 10 o'clock range, right? Yeah. And when we say go to bed at 10 o'clock, there needs to be a set of routines. <laughs> I keep leaning toward rituals. Um, and I don't want that to sound strange, but everybody knows what a bedtime ritual is, right? So mm -hmm. whatever that ritual is, it really sets the tone for, okay, my brain is understanding and my body is understanding that it's time to go to bed. And this includes you know, nixing the technology. Of course, a lot of people know about blue lights and what blue light does, right? So most light can suppress the secretion of melatonin, which is why we close the shades, right? But blue light at night, it does it even more powerfully. And they've shown this through research. So the blue light that's admitted through our phones and through our tablets and through other devices, that's really messing with our rhythm of sleep. So you need to find the right rhythm for you, you know, as a teen, as a tween, as a child, and as an adult. And then you need to honor that rhythm, I know for me, I have to crawl into bed at about 9.30, basically, and it takes me a half hour of like doing some breathing and doing some meditation, and then I go to sleep, and that's, and that's my routine. But yeah, absolutely. You need to know, okay, 10 o'clock, and then work backwards from there. So hmm. if I'm doing an activity till 7.30 or 8, and then I have to eat and do some homework, and I'm scrambling, and then I feel pressure to go to bed, that's not the goal. The goal, of course is to have some space. Can you imagine a kid coming home and saying, you know what? I'm dropping out of football because I need to sleep more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's right. what we want to hear. You know, I mean, you are making a trade-off, of course. Yeah. Well, well now, so what are some rituals that, that work that people get into? I mean, I guess there are different kinds, right? So some simple ones. Well, well we role play on the show. We role play. We act things out. So, I'm going to say, like, I'm a teen and I have homework. I have stuff I have to do. And maybe, Rini, you can be, you be my parent and you tell me, I, I'm telling you why okay. I cannot go to sleep. Okay. Let's get ready to role play. And I don't think I even have to explain this to you, Mom. This is... This is, I shouldn't even have to explain this to you. You see how much work I have. You see that I have to do this. I am not going to pass my test tomorrow. I have to study and I cannot go to bed at 10 o'clock at night. It's insane. I don't I have know. one friend who goes to bed before 1130 at night. 
not I one. Know. And, and I you know. tell me I have to go to bed at 10, and I think it's crazy to no, do that. honey. I get it. I do get it. I also know that those friends that you're talking about that you guys meet at Starbucks at first thing in the morning to grab a coffee because you're so tired. I understand. And this almost sounds like we should be having the reverse conversation. I'm the mom who's telling you to go to bed and you're telling me that you want to do your homework. It's usually the other way around, right? Yeah. But I know that what are you studying for right now looks like some kind of science. Physics. Okay. You're studying for physics which is a very scientific, sciencey science, right? I'm so glad I just you want to it. tell you a little bit, just a tiny fact, right, from the science, because you know I like to research. So what do you think? I'm going to give you as a true or false, because, you know, I know you like that. Yeah. Okay. You will get a better grade staying up all night to cram for your test than going to sleep. True or false? True. It's actually false. Okay, so the research shows, I know you like science, right? Because you're studying right now. Yeah, yeah. That people who stay up all night, they don't remember as much about what they have read or what they've studied. And I know that this is, <laughs> I know this isn't the case with you. Some people even have temporary drops in their IQ. <laughs> Can you believe that? Wow. I know that... I do. When I don't sleep enough, I definitely have a drop in my IQ. But <sighs> it's actually better not to cram right? I, I really understand. I did it as a kid because I didn't know any better, but now we know better, hmm. right? So how about we figure out how much longer you're going to be doing this? What do you think? Well, I, I, there's no way. I mean, I have to do another, I got to do another half hour at least. I have to do another half hour. I really need an hour. Okay. So let's say a half hour and then you still doing the stuff that we have always done before bed. What are you going to do? Where's your phone going to go? You know, I'll get, I guess I'll put my phone away. Yeah. We have that little box over there. So you don't get the, yeah. you don't get the, yeah, the little radiation that comes out of the phone. Yeah. Okay, that would be awesome. Yeah. Do you still, do you still say some stuff to yourself before you go to sleep? Well, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I've been doing this, you know, sometimes I say, you know, just what I want the day to be tomorrow. Oh, I love that. Hmm. I know the pressure you're under, and I understand what your friends are doing. But listen, they're tired too, and honey, I can see it on your face. You're exhausted. Okay, so I'm not saying don't care about school and don't worry about your grades. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is that sleep is so important. And tomorrow, I think we should work together to figure out maybe a better way that we can get you to sleep earlier. So you're saying to me, let me let me just say something to you. So when I bring home my report card and everything is a C, you're okay with that? I of course want you to work hard. I want you to develop your skills, you know, and you know what I think about grades, that it's feedback on where you're at, you know, but maybe those Cs are also feedback about lifestyle. So hmm. yeah, I want to see what those letters are on your report card because that's going to tell us about what's going on in your life mm. right we're not going to judge each other by those letters that you get mm. right? i'm not okay. going to judge myself and you're not going to judge you so yeah i want you not just to get a lot of sleep once you're done with school you're going to be in school for years 
Now, of course, and of course, you know, of course, all of my friends are honor society kids, so they're going to have A's. I'm going to have the C's. They're going to get into good schools. I'm going to get into a, I don't know what. Everybody's going to be okay with it. <laughs> I can hear the sarcasm in your voice, but I think you know me by now. I think that you also shouldn't be misled that there's only a few schools that you can get into. There are hundreds, if not thousands of schools, and one of them is going to be right for you. Okay. Okay. So uh, right now, at this moment in time, in this time in your life, it really is important to rest. I know you. I know you love to sleep. It's not like you want. It's not like you want to be up all night. Am I right? Yeah. Once okay. I get into it, it's I'm pretty good at it. Okay. Well, I want to sleep too. I've been trying my best to create a better routine for myself, and all I'm saying is let's let's just look at all of the stuff you have to do and see why you're up so late all the time. Okay. Let's see what we can do to work on it. So what can I do? What can I do? Because a lot of the stuff that you say, you know, meditate, breathing, all these kind of things, it just doesn't feel right to me. It's, it doesn't feel natural to me. What are the things that you feel like wind your body down? You know, when you lie down and you start to get that warm feeling, you're about to fall asleep. It feels really good. Kind of like how when we used to drive in the car when you were younger and you would always fall asleep when the sun was shining down on you through the window. What yes, are the I things that. that make you feel like that? You can even visualize that. You don't have to do what I do. Well, maybe that's it. Because I can remember, you know, driving in the car, you know, on the family camping trips that we used to take. And I can remember that when the light would go over me and I was like laying down or laying back. And I can remember that feeling, not even the sunshine, but like even like highway lights, street lights going over me and passing over me. And it was kind of, it was kind of relaxing just to keep my eyes closed and, and drift off like that, especially on those long road trips. So maybe, maybe I can, maybe I can think about that. Maybe I can draw a picture of it. Maybe I can put it next to my bed, something a, like that. That's an awesome idea. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Okay, babe, I'm going to let you go so that you can finish up in a half hour and get into bed, okay? It's super important. And tomorrow we're going to figure out what's going on with your schedule that you're up so late. Okay. This is something that we can work on together. Okay. okay. All right. Well, okay. I'll see you. See you. Talk to you in a little bit then. Good night, little Eddie. <laughs> you know, the other thing that we need to do with our kids, I mean, we did a very little bit of it with the true or false, is educate them about the science. Kids of all ages love science. They love what happens to their bodies when they're sleeping, you know, that your brain prunes, you know, synapses that it doesn't need anymore. You can teach them all sorts of things about when your body's sleeping, especially little kids, they love this, all of the different functionality that it goes through. If we really understood how powerful our bodies are when we're sleeping, we might want to go to sleep, you know, more. So educate them about the science and about the science of cramming. For example, there are a lot of research studies that show that you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't stay up late. 
it's actually better to get more sleep. You'll do better. If the goal is better academics, you'll do better grade wise. So Mm. these things are important. Educate them on the science, create a ritual, let them know that it's important in your family. Make sure to the best of your ability that you're modeling it, right? And advocate for systemic changes like school starting later. Advocate for those things, you know, either through the PTA or in whatever systems that you're in and really take a look at your scheduling as a family and with your kids. And I know that this is a difficult issue. I'm saying it without judgment whatsoever. You know, take a hard look at what things really need to be kept in the schedule and what things should be taken out. Mm. And, And I would say to the parents now, I would say if you're a parent and you're listening to this or you're grown up and you're listening to this, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing with your sleep? Take a look at it. Ask yourself why you're doing what you're doing, what it gives you, and ask yourself how you're feeling and if you're okay with it, if this is the way you want to feel. And then go from there. But first, let's start, what am I doing? And is it something that is serving my health and that is making me well, that is making, allowing me to think clearly, be present, communicate, take care of myself? I Let's think that's a great check-in. I think it's yeah. a great check-in. I, a couple of years ago, had to get some more alarm clocks, the old school ones, because I realized that I was sleeping with my phone next to me as an alarm. And now I sleep with my phone outside the room. And then I have, you know, an old school alarm clock, which technically I don't need because my kids still wake up at the crack of dawn. (laughs) So I don't really need it. But that was a nudge that I gave to myself. Why am I sleeping with this phone next to me? You know, that's Mm. emitting blue light and emitting all sorts of other things, I'm sure. But it was right next to me. So even if you check in with yourself and you can make one small change, it can make a big difference. You know, even the intention can make a difference. Maybe you crawl into bed earlier. Maybe you don't actually fall asleep, but you crawl into bed earlier. Maybe it's, you know, no TV after a certain time or no technology after a certain time. Or I'm going to, you know, try to read a traditional book. Just just little nudges can really, really, really help because honestly, sleep deprivation is a public epidemic at this point. And we need to make a concerted effort together to change. Yeah, there is a time in a day when it all needs to stop. (laughs) That's all I'll say. You know, when you go to therapy, they say we have to stop now. But there is something that you can say to yourself, there is a time to stop. And you don't, you know, like I was a kid growing up, and even to this day, I have to say, I had a talk with a friend of mine about the other night, I fall asleep to movies. And that is not, (laughs) that's not a way to, to go to sleep. I think one of the things that happens with us is at the end of the day, often we have thought, oh my goodness, I have so much left to do, or there's Mm. so much to do tomorrow, right? Mm. So just a little mantra, say it with me, Ed, Mm. I am enough. I am enough. I have done enough. I have done enough. I am enough. I am enough. I have done enough. I have done enough. Good night. Good night. Yes. And if you're ethnic, you can say, it's enough already. It's enough already. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, So you have been listening to Dear Anxiety, and we want to thank everybody for listening, for comments, for your reviews on iTunes, for your reviews on the different sites, for writing into the show. 
I'm going to let you take it again as to where they can write in. Yeah, well, I want to tell you, first of all, to make sure that you are signed up on GoZen.com on our newsletter, which is if you opt into any of the videos on our site, you will be because we have the Better Sleep Summit for Kids coming up. So for those of you with kids ages 5 to 18, we have world-renowned experts on sleep, even more renowned and expert than Ed and I. <laughs> on Can sleep. you imagine? I can't. Can you imagine? No. Yes, world-renowned experts on sleep that are going to be joining us for the summit, the Better Sleep Summit. So make sure you go to gozen.com and opt in anywhere, you know, for any of the videos and you will be on the list for that. And also, if you would like to write to us, to Ed and I, you can email go at gozen.com and just put Dear Anxiety in the subject line and we will get it. You can also listen to any of our episodes on iTunes at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash dear anxiety we're also on google play and stitcher and lots of other places and we love the reviews and you guys reaching out and the feedback thank you so much we're all one community and we all need to go to sleep so stay awake to listen to the podcast but then go to sleep later on and there actually is now i haven't read this but i'm sure you've heard about it for those of you who might be uh, comedy fans i don't like i don't know but i heard interviews with this guy and he wrote a book called go the blank to sleep and there's a word in there that i can't say i'm not gonna say but it's supposed to be very funny so go the blank to sleep look at it check that out and keep coming back it works if you work it thanks for listening i'm ed krasnick i'm Rini jane we will see you next time see you next time bye guys <laughs>